morning. Good morning, Vineyard family. It is a good morning. It's a good morning to worship Jesus and to actually hear what he has to say. And I'm honored to share in that. So let's pray and invite him to open up our ears. Father, we come. We come trusting you to open our ears, open our hearts, open our eyes to see what you're doing. We want to partner with you. We actually want to see Jesus lifted up and glorified today through all that we do here. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, recently my husband, Happy, came to me and he said, you know, Di, we're getting older. I'm like, mm-hmm, duh. <laughs> he said, no, we need to be thinking seriously about things. And I realized, Di, you know nothing about our money except how to spend it, which is true. <laughs> he said, that needs to change. Well, we all need things that need changing. We need change in our lives, right? Whether that's external things, internal things. And at the Vineyard, one of our main uh, aspects of our mission statement is that we experience change. We experience transformation in our lives. And we know that's God's heart, that's God's will, but there's often a frustration with that. Why? Because there's tension when it comes to transformation. You know, we become a believer, we're not instantaneously, automatically transformed. <laughs> then the process, which takes time, you know, it's not necessarily linear. You know, there's ups and downs. And it's not passive. You know, we have to cooperate. We have to partner to experience transformation. And it can be frustrating. Hence the title of our message series, Frustrated or Free Experience Transformation. And we know, again, God's heart is that we are experiencing freedom in this transformation process, but there is pain, there is a process, but this is the most important thing. We have the presence of the living God. He never leaves us. He always loves us. And he's better at this than anyone. He said, apart from me, you can actually do nothing. Now, our foundational text in this series that Julie introduced last week was found in 2 Corinthians 3. This will be up on the screen. Uh, verse 17, it says this. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is, say it with me, freedom. freedom. Ooh, good. That's... Verse 18. And we all, with unveiled faces, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from, from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So there we go. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And when we partner by what? Beholding the Lord? By saying, I believe you, who, you are who you say you are, Jesus. You've done what you've said you've done in your finished work. I believe who you've made me to be. And as I behold that, as I believe that, I am being changed into your image. I mean, that's just startling. But he is the firstborn son from the dead, and we are all the other beloved sons and daughters. So it's good. Now, I love it because this all comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. 
So a regular prayer of mine is, come Holy Spirit, fill me Holy Spirit, help me Holy Spirit. And most of you would know this, but the Holy Spirit actually lives inside of us. We are called the temple of the living God. <laughs> I mean, that's, again, astounding. I forget a lot of times. But our bodies are his home. And today, we're going to specifically focus on being free in our bodies, freedom in our bodies, free from frustration, and more specifically today, our physical bodies. Now, any of you who have suffered a chronic illness or a debilitating uh, sickness or even like a mystery disease where you just don't know, why don't I feel well? Or, you know, what, why, are my, why isn't my body moving? Or you do know. It, it's extremely, extremely frustrating. And, you know, it can really, it can, it can hinder our faith. I'm always inspired by those of you here in our family who you have, you've held on, you keep trusting the Lord. A good friend of mine, many of you would know him, his name is Rick, uh, he can no longer come, he's confined to a wheelchair, well, really since birth because he had cerebral palsy, but now he's such that uh, he's pretty immobile and he can't speak, but I visit him and just the other week, we were sharing a visit and sharing communion together. And he can't talk, but he points things out uh, on his little tablet. And I just said, Rick, you inspire me. Like Every time I come here and we share communion, you celebrate that Jesus is going to heal your body. <laughs> and like, yeah, here you are, like 60-some years old. He's like, oh, no, he, he, he trusts Jesus. His faith is strong. Does he get frustrated? I'm sure, but I am inspired by that. And I know, it can seem sometimes, does Jesus care when we're frustrated with physical pain? Yes, Jesus cares. He not only cares, Jesus sees us in our pain. Jesus frees us <laughs> from frustration and many times from the pain or the physical ailment. And, you know, this is documented very clearly all throughout Jesus' ministry. And I want to take just a quick glance today at one story found in the Gospel of Luke. This is Luke 13. And again, you can turn there, but the text will be on the screen. I'll give you the kind of the context. So Jesus is the Sabbath day, and he's preaching in the church or the synagogue. And it tells us on that day, there was a woman present who had a disabling spirit. And we will discover that she's had this disabling spirit, not for one month, not for one year, 18 years. That's a long time. Some of you know what that's like. That's a long time. Well, the scripture goes on to tell us that it bent her over this disabling spirit. So if you can imagine, and some of you have experienced this, she can only see the ground or people's feet. Uh, she can't see faces. She can't see the sun. She can't see trees. She can't see anything. But this is what I want us to note. Does she let that stop her from worshiping? No, she's in the synagogue. She's there worshiping. And tell me, yeah, that, that, that could create some shame in your life, right? You know, you're hobbling along, unable to see. No, she's there. I always appreciate the, the ones who come here 
with your walkers, with your canes, in your wheelchairs. You have a good excuse just to stay home, but no, you're here. Thank you for worshiping with us. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm going to pick up on the story now because Jesus is teaching, and here we see in verse 12, it says this. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, woman, you are freed from your disability. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and she glorified God. (laughs) He sees her, he frees her. Oh, but not everybody's happy. No, the, the ruler of the synagogue and his minions, they're like, what are you doing, Jesus? This is the Sabbath. You can't do any work. Healing is considered work. She has six other days to have that done. Whoa, that didn't sit well with Jesus. <laughs> this is what he says. The Lord answered him, you hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to water it? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound, who Satan has tied up for 18 years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? (laughs) You untie your animal just to lead it to the water. Shouldn't I untie this woman whom Satan has bound for 18 years that she might be loosed and be free? (laughs) Well, needless to say, all those listening, They glorified, his adversaries were put to shame, and all the people rejoiced at all the glorious things that were done by him. Now, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Okay, what he did then, he's still doing today. He sees us in our pain. He frees us from our frustration. He strengthens our faith. He assures us. No, Satan is the afflictor. (laughs) Jesus is the healer. Now, in this series, we've been sharing stories of real-life people today, contemporary stories, and today I'm going to share a story of a young couple who have faced a very, very frustrating situation with a mystery sickness. Now, which we want you to know, not every story we share ends neatly, all resolved, total freedom. Because that's not real life, right? <laughs> okay. So uh, at the beginning of August, I sat down with Nita and Brandon Cudiel. Uh, they're a beautiful young couple. She has been the worship director at our Sullivan campus. And she went on a School of Kingdom ministry, uh, ministry trip a couple, I think it was a couple years ago now, but on that trip, she meets Brandon in Columbia, South America. That's where he lives. And they fall gloriously in love. They're an adorable couple. But the story takes a very dark turn just a few months into their marriage as she is afflicted with a very mysterious disease. They're going to share that whole journey But please note, as Brandon actually tells part of his own story at the beginning, how long before he was even married, Jesus was working in his life to anchor his faith into the goodness of God and his desire to heal. So sit back. It's a 24-minute video. So I'll come back and just say a couple words. But let's hear what the Spirit is saying through their story. So after I did uh, School of Kingdom Ministry, I got to travel to, we did um, Sockham Expeditions twice. 
Um, I went to the city of Medellin in Colombia the first time, and then the second trip I went to Santa Marta, which is where my husband's from, from Colombia. And his parents are vineyard pastors in Colombia, and so working with his church is how I got to to meet him. Yeah, oh, Brandon, tell us a little I got bit. <laughs> so you, you grew up as a vineyardite. Yes. Okay, tell us a little yes. bit about your background. Uh, well, I'm Brandon, I'm from Colombia. And basically, we, we used to live, my family and I used to live in a little town in, in close to the city where I am from. And eventually we had to move because of the violence in Colombia. We had mm. to leave everything back. And we get to a neighborhood where we live today or where, we used, where I used to live before we met. And my dad actually was a warlock. And my oldest brother uh, got Bitten, bitten by, a by a snake, and he almost died. He was 13 days in the hospital. Uh, my dad couldn't see that it was a snake. He kept saying all the time that it was an ant mm -hmm. that beat my brother. And by then, there were some pastors from Vineyard. I was eight years old when this happened. Yeah. And there were some pastors from Vineyard working in the neighborhood, and they asked my parents if they could pray for my brother after the doctor said that he's gonna die, there's nothing to do because they didn't know which snake was it, so there was nothing to to do. Right, you couldn't give the anti-venom exactly. medicine or, okay. <clears throat> so he was literally going to die, or that's what the doctor said. Yeah. Uh, he couldn't eat or anything because it was so swollen here. Oh. And my mom said yes, that they could pray for, for my brother and, and they pray and five minutes later, he was eating. And the first thing that he said after the prayer was, I'm hungry, I need to eat. Wow, and so that whole healing, that changed your dad's heart. That's <laughs> how my dad got into Christianity because yes. he didn't believe in Christian religion. He was like, ah, yeah. they, they are just clowns. <laughs> that's, that's, that, was, that, were, that was his word. Yeah. Yes, and then he became a pastor. Then he became a pastor. <laughs> and a pastor of the same vineyard where the, these people from, from other city was pastors. Planting, yeah, yes. planting a church. Yes. So they left and my parents were kind of like the natural pastors because yes. they didn't try to be pastors. It was just God leading them to yes. be the pastor there. And that's how we became a Christian and vineyard family. Yes, and so then Nita, when the Sockham trip came, you yes. were partnering yes. with that vineyard yes. in, in that city. Yeah, we got to yes. do, you know, um, go pray for the people in the neighborhood, and we were actually, uh, he was working as the translator, so we got to spend mm -hmm. a lot of time. We, we, did, we did ministry well together, which was, it just kind of meshed. Yes. So um, from there, we we spent a lot of time together <laughs> that week. Yeah, she and... saw me and she got crazy. No. Yeah, she just fell in love. And... Oh, don't you love the man's version uh, yes. of the story? Yes. But uh, yeah, we we prayed together and uh, just kind of had a Holy Spirit moment and um, prayed a lot more just, just to say like, hey, is this the right thing? Because mm -hmm. I was in a point in my life where I was working as a worship pastor and I didn't want to waste any time no. with anything. And so we just kept getting confirmation after confirmation. And of course, obviously you fell in love and yes. got engaged. And so yeah. how long have you been married? 
So one year and some month. <laughs> we got married in May of yeah, May, okay. May 28th of 2022. So wow. we just had our first anniversary, which honestly, after the year we've had, it felt more like five years. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's yeah, been well, let's, good. Let's yeah. go there. After the year we've had, so yeah. um, obviously we're talking about being frustrated when <laughs> things don't always turn out in our life like we want. And particularly we're focusing, you know, in this message on the healing promises and just the fact that Jesus is a healer. And obviously Brandon has seen this firsthand very powerfully yes, yeah. in his own family. But now you you get married and you've been a healthy, very healthy woman. You obviously you travel all around the world, yeah. you lead worship. Okay, tell us a little bit like what happened. It started with like migraines, blurry vision, dizziness. Mm -hmm. um, like those are some pretty serious symptoms. Yes. And, and she was still driving like that. Yeah. Like we didn't take Whoa. it that serious. Okay. We didn't know, we were just like, oh, well maybe it's, you know, we didn't know. Well, right, and you're not a hypochondriac. And no. you know, again, <laughs> you do believe in healing. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. <gasps> maybe it was just a, a, yeah. a bug, we didn't yeah. know. And so then it turned into stomach issues and I started throwing up multiple times a day. Uh, couldn't eat anything. It was just, it was just the weirdest thing. So the dizziness got so bad, um, you know, and vomiting a lot where I couldn't really walk by myself too much. So we started going to emergency rooms and I was like laying there like, I don't want to be here, oh. you know? So it was very just traumatic in the sense of like, I, I know something's not wrong. I don't know what it is, but I don't want to be here. That is frustrating. You know, yeah. So, yes. and then just to like, it got to the point where I would be looking at my phone and I couldn't, I couldn't read. I would try to read the Bible and I would hold it up really close. And I, it was like, I couldn't, like it got to my vision. It was just mm -hmm. like progressing. Now, Brandon, and how are you through <laughs> all this? I mean, this is your new bride. Yeah, yeah. that was scary. Very scary. Very yeah. scary, and like, don't know what to do, what to say, what to, what can I do? Like, I thought, well, we go to the ER and they don't find anything, but she doesn't have any improvement. Like, if something, if nothing is wrong, like they say nothing is wrong, then why is she in this state? Mm -hmm. But you felt disrespected and it, really not it was just heard like, or... It was almost like I felt like I was crazy. And yes. nobody, I felt like I was going insane yeah. because all these things were happening, but there was no answers. Right. And it was kind of in the middle of that where I started when I had my first seizure. Do you want to tell them oh. about my first seizure? Oh, that's serious. So yeah, so yeah. Brandon, you witnessed that. So we just went to bed and, and normal, like yeah. a normal, normal between right. in the middle of <laughs> the sickness. Farm. And around 4 a.m., I remember the time, it just her, she was like having a nightmare or something because she would look like, ah, ah, ah. Oh, and, and that was the to, seizure. I tried to wake her up yeah. and, and she would wake up, mi amor, mi amor. And then all of a sudden she started having the, the seizure. Like she, she will- Convulse. Convulse very, very strong and bad. Everything was dark, but I could feel that she was yes. having a seizure. Ran back to turn on the light and, and came back to hold her her head. Yeah. Kind of by side, how do you yeah. say that? Turned me on my side. That was one, one of the most frustrating and, and disappointing times with, with God, because in, I will be like, I, I remember come calling Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come yes. help her, help her. But I didn't see any 
I didn't see any help. Oh. Like, why you don't help her? Why do I feel so alone? Yes, that and, is so frustrating. Yeah, like there is nothing that I can do. Why, why you don't do something? Yeah. And after that, she she woke up, but she was away. Like she was there, up, like her eyes were open, but mm. she wasn't there. Just yes. completely, completely. So away. now you know this is serious. This is not just mm-hmm. some psychosomatic. <laughs> I I remember the kid back home. Mm-hmm. Like when he had this episode and I saw his life, how it was, and I, uh, it just broke me completely to think that she would have to live like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so even some of those thoughts start going uh-huh. through your mind because mm-hmm. you had witnessed that. Yeah. And again, God doesn't seem to be answering. Uh-huh. And I don't know how were you, Nita. Like I a lot of times remember. when you're in pain and things, it's almost impossible to even connect with God. It was a gift that God like led me to journal through that because I wouldn't yes. remember. I've lost so much of my memory of right. that time that it was like, I was like, actually, you know, David, I connected with David on so many levels in the Psalms. That's so just beautiful. like, oh, why, you know? And so I, I, a lot of my journaling was just journaling out some of the Psalms. Well, I totally commend <laughs> you for that because you have a choice. When you're in a very frightening, frustrating situation, are you gonna to continue yeah. to cry out to God or just throw up your hands and <laughs> yeah. give up? Yeah, so. But I wanna say that by the end of that day, in the, uh, that afternoon, uh, it was like a completely different mind. Like I completely felt different. I was, oh, actually you were protecting her. Oh. Actually, you were there. Oh. Because if I can't do anything, yeah. and she can't do anything for herself, yeah. and her body's fighting against her, the only one that can protect her from, mm-hmm. from swallowing her tongue or from yeah. something. Or even driving when yeah. I was dizzy. Okay, so that's a really important point, Brandon, that in the midst of things not working out like you wanted, where it doesn't th- seem like God's answering, you eventually, you broke through to hear his perspective, Mm -hmm. that he was protecting. Mm -hmm. We don't always know like, well then, why weren't you just healed Mm -hmm. like your brother was? But you at least, that is beautiful. You were able to hear that from God. And that brings freedom. After fighting with him, I found out that. That's all right, that's very human. That's very, you know, the the Heavenly Father's okay with that, yes. I think there's also like, it's kind of a roller coaster too, because at that point we still didn't have a diagnosis. Like it took a while for us to be able to get a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And so there were many times where it was like, oh, I feel better, you know? And then it's like, nope. And it keeps dragging on, you're like, God, how long? Yeah, so how tell long? me, how did how did the diagnosis come about? She was jumping all the time. I had like multiple, spasm. We yeah, we called them spasms. We didn't know I was seizure by then. Yeah. yeah, later we found out I was having probably between 30 and 50 seizures a minute. Just my hand would jump. Well, your whole body, but yeah. it would start on her. Yes, hand. and that obviously affected, like you said, your memory. You yeah. can't remember a lot of that because yeah. you, you're wiped out. Yeah, yeah. She, she was talking and all of a sudden it would happen. And then she was like, what did I say? Yeah, I would what just you say? forget all everything that happened in the moment. She will call you uh, blackout. Like I just kind of, yeah, blacked out for a second. But through that, um, you know, my parents were obviously, people were praying in the community and I fully yes. believe like if people would have not been praying, like I don't, I don't believe I'd be here. I, I believe so, that's right, Nita. I know in our staff meetings, 
uh, your, the Sullivan pastors would bring it up and we would take time and pray too. And many people don't even know you personally, yeah. but we knew it was a dire situation yeah. and we were contending too. Thank so you. yes, Thank you. yes. Yeah, and just, just anyone even watching this interview, you know, who contended on, on our behalf, we yeah. want to say thank yeah. you. But um, through the generosity of God's people, we actually got um, an appointment at Mayo Clinic. Now that's another miracle. It was a that miracle. That doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. No. And so it's an eight hour trip from our house to Mayo in uh, in Minnesota. And um, I, so the friends who got us the appointment were like, you know, are you going? And my dad just said, I, we just don't think she can make it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we have this appointment, but again, God, <laughs> but God, he, um, they, he made a, available an airplane for us. A private airplane. A private oh. airplane. And so my parents were terrified at this point because they, there was, a doctor had said, oh, maybe it was a stroke. He wasn't sure. He, he needed an sure. MRI for that. At, at a young, such a young age yes. though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so they were like, you know, if you go up in an airplane, there's a chance that this just, you, yeah. you could die. Basically. The air you pressure. Yes. Yes. And, but for me, I had this complete peace. I said, if, I just like, if God provides an airplane, why wouldn't you take it? Oh, I love that. You had complete peace. So freedom from anxiety, yes. freedom from worry. It's like, no, God, you provided. You were able to see it yes. again. It was the most perfect flight. The she didn't have anyone. Not like, a not single seizure then. So you, you went along, Brandon. Yeah, yes. and my parents. Good, and your parents. Yeah. Wonderful. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they were so worried and we were so happy. <laughs> yes. I remember, I remember it was a plane was taking off. I was so excited to be traveling and I was and like, I, yes. <laughs> I was my like, mom and dad were like, private no. airplane. <laughs> oh, I, it love, was wonderful. I love that snapshot, Nita. Really, even in the midst of the worst situation. You were still like thanking the Lord and feeling His presence. It was to definitely, some degree. Yes, yeah. it was we definitely His peace. We had a lot peace. of attacks, but we had more miracles. Yeah. Yes, yeah, we saw more miracles. Very, then. like it was amazing. Yeah, and again, I commend you, Brandon, because often, you know, the person that's doing the caretaking, the person that we love and loves us, but they're often ignored or. Yeah. I wasn't. Or you always had a choice to just, I mean, you're a newlywed too. Like, what have I gotten myself into? Mm -hmm. But oh, yeah. I can tell how much you love her. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for being, you know, such an incredible support. So My pleasure. You, you arrive at, at yeah, Mayo? Within an hour, we arrived at Mayo Clinic. By the end of the next day, they said, you need to be in the hospital. So they called and said, you shouldn't be there. You should be in a hospital bed. So they. Open, uh, a room came available. They put me in the hospital and I was terrified. I, I don't want to go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. I've had so many bad experiences. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be in the hospital. But the moment we arrived, like the team was fantastic. Just nurses that were just incredible. That made me feel at home. I just, I love and, that, Nita. And I just, you know, again, thank you every medical person. Yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for, for your encouraging words, your touches, your love, all yeah. of it. We're, we're thankful. I mean, Jesus is the ultimate physician, but we're thankful that he yes. trusts these people. So yeah. it was just, it was the, it was, I knew I was in the right place yeah. and just the people surrounding us were incredible. The team of doctors and the, still the doctors that we work with to this day. And, um, 
actually one of one of my nurses she actually had arthritis or like the rheumatoid arthritis yeah and so it's something what i deal with is i look normal Yes, you look very people, normal. You look beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> it's one of those things where people can't see. Right. And so they look at you and they're like, oh, you're fine. You're normal. Mm-hmm. And they don't know, you know, what what you go through with the fatigue and just the um, stress, the emotions. Yeah. And so she identified with me in that because she stands all day and she's in so much pain constantly. Mm-hmm. And she said she's just learned to grieve the past but then look towards the future that you want and and what do i need to do to achieve that but to make sure that you do grieve the past because it is hard that's and you okay right are there. changing your life that's good i feel like that's a word of wisdom from the holy spirit yeah. for some people yeah yes do grieve that past because mm-hmm. there's real loss for you mm-hmm. there is but yeah. it is with his grace you can anticipate the future yeah Yes, absolutely. I often think like, when is my life gonna go back to normal? But I think normal is gonna look different and I think that's actually a good thing because we were living that like fast life of mm-hmm. work and work and it's forced us to slow down. It's always a blessing in disguise, even though it's hard. That's beautiful. So you did get a diagnosis. I did and it was finally through a spinal tap. They diagnosed me with two kinds of lupus. A neuropsychiatric SLE is the one. Um, and the second one, I won't say the name, it's it's very rare. Um, it's kind of, I feel a little bit like a guinea pig with that one, but. Well. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, it's basically a form of lupus that attacks the brain, which is why I was having seizures and which is why I have memory loss. And so coming back from that, um, they, they did find, you know, um, a medical routine or uh, medications that worked for me that have kept the seizures at bay. But, um, well, that's it's been a process. <laughs> but thankful for that. Yes, I'm so, very grateful. Yes. Yeah, to so, be at least able to lead a somewhat normal life, yeah. I still deal with the fatigue. So you're not what we would call like totally free, no. <laughs> but so much freedom from where you were. Yeah, she couldn't walk by herself. Yeah, and you walked a- in here today. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, again, you look very normal. Thank you. And your faith seems to be intact, which is, you know, you go through those tests, yeah. you go through I the will, fire. As reading back through my journals, I do, you know, I do, like, I see the struggle, internal struggle a lot more. And I remember what it was like to be like, when, when, yes. oh Lord, because I remember thinking, Mayo, like, okay, God, if you heal me, it's going to show how powerful oh, you are yeah. and I'll be a testimony. <laughs> like, it's almost like I was trying to bribe God, you know? Well, you aren't the first and, one. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually was reading back through my journal and I remember the moment actually when I got home from Mayo Clinic where I was just finally doing something normal like unloading the dishwasher. And God said, I'm going to heal you. And he said, I'm not going to heal you to show my power or, you know, to use you in any way, but I'm going to heal you because I love you. Oh, Nita. And that's it. That's a message for every person. I don't know when that's going to be. I don't know if that's, you know, tomorrow, next year, 10 years, or when I get to heaven. I don't know, but it was just the fact that his love is enough. Not just to show his power or to use you. No, you're his beloved daughter. And... He's doing that to show his love. And thank you for being patient with 
how he's demonstrating that. <laughs> it's You're definitely really. been a challenge yeah. for the when, patients. When we were leaving the clinic, one of the doctors told us, I know you guys are people of faith. And what medicine yeah. or science can't heal, God can. Yeah. One of and our doctors. Wow. See, again, what a Holy Spirit moment that mm -hmm. the Lord sent that person to yeah. speak those words of encouragement and assure you, no, God's got this. And I can just sense how pleased the Father is with both of you, really, that you continue to trust Him. With, mm -hmm. Through a lot of frustration. Yeah. Definitely. And your freedom, you're tasting it. Yes. It's not full, but you're tasting it. Yes. Yeah. I, um, one of those freedoms is I finally, for the first time, was able to lead worship just this past Sunday. One song, but for the first time in a year and some months, I was able to lead worship. And um, I normally, after big events like that, I am so fatigued. I'm out mm -hmm. for three, four days. Just, I feel horrible. But I had people covering me in prayer for that specific day. And I... You're doing very well. I'm doing very well to think I had such a big weekend. And so it's one of those things where it's like, That's beautiful. God. That's okay. beautiful. You get to partner with the Father in mm -hmm. doing that. And I mean, that's a total deposit <laughs> of freedom. Yes. And I won't say it went perfectly, oh. but I will say it was there just we a, go. a victory to yeah. be there. <laughs> oh, yes. well, what, as we wind down here, any words of wisdom? You've already shared a ton. So if you have anything else you'd want to say to people who are struggling with a chronic condition, or, or even people who are in pain, or to caretakers, uh, you know, or spouses or friends. Yeah. Well, I would, I would say I know that it's easy to feel guilty for mm. the sickness and for people taking care of you. We've had so many people be so generous, like so generous with us. The community that we have around us, like. Sometimes it's easy to feel guilty for that because I know yes. people who are in such a hard, like are in a hard place that's even worse than ours. But I think just to lay it down at the feet of Jesus yeah. is is where the freedom's at. And it's okay to, to like say this is hard. And to learn to freely receive yeah. what people wanted to give you and that yeah. can also feel. I mean, you're a giver. Yes. You know, you're you're used to giving. And so when you're on the other end of that, that that can be hard. It, yeah. It's very humbling. Yeah. It is very yeah. humbling to, to receive that help from people. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do think he says his grace is for the humble. So you are experiencing that. And Brandon, anything else you'd want to say? <laughs> yeah, I would like to say that in a situation like that, just take the chance to practice more your dependency on on God. Yes. Because healthy, uh, we used to feel more independent, but we still depend on Him. Yeah. So if you are sick, at least you have an excuse to practice. Yes. Because yes. there's nothing that you can do. You, 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 can, you can drink any kind of pills or you can go to any kind of doctor, mm -hmm. but at the end, none of them will have the, the last word. Mm -hmm. or the answer. The answer comes from, from our Father. And we believe that the kingdom of God is here. In the kingdom of God, there's healing. Yes. And there's peace. So 
I don't know when you guys are gonna be healed or when my wife is gonna be healed 100%, but I know the more we depend on him, the more we can feel his love. Yes. The more we can enjoy his presence. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Thank you. I wanted to give you an update. That interview was first week in August. And I uh, just checked in. She has continued to improve. She's now leading worship more than one song. And <laughs> God is continuing to do good things. I'm so grateful. Just as we come to a close, there were so many powerful words from the Holy Spirit spoken by Nita and Brandon. And I pray that you let them bring freedom to your heart. One in particular that again struck me, some of you need to grieve the loss. Perhaps it's the loss of a, you know, a mobility that isn't like what it used to be, or there's a real loss as, as Nita has discovered. But do that with an eye to knowing, you know, he's got this, okay? Which that other powerful word, he doesn't do this to show his power, but to show his love. And I pray that that love saturates every one of us today because his love never fails. So Father, I do pray, just soak us in that love. You know each one of our needs. You know where we're frustrated, whether that's in our physical bodies, in our work, in our relationships. We welcome you. We welcome you. Holy Spirit, pour the love of the Father that we can know we are beloved sons and daughters. And you long to say, Satan, be gone and be free, and I speak that freedom, that wherever you are bound, wherever you've been tied, that today you be loosed in Jesus' name. From a bondage of drugs, a bondage of bitterness, a bondage of disease in Jesus' name. And we say, come Holy Spirit, untie these people that they can enjoy the freedom that Jesus has purchased by his finished work, and we thank you for that, Lord. Thank you, Lord.